It's time for episode 12 of the Clockwise Podcast from the editors of TechHive, PC World, and Macworld for the week of September 30, 2013. Clockwise, four guests, four topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast where time will tell. I'm your co-host, Dan Morin, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely and talented co-host, Jason Snell. Hi, Jason. Hi, Dan. Good to be back. It's good to be here. It's been like a week since our last one. It's amazing. Roughly. It seems like Roughly. a week. It seems like just last week. To my left, virtually, of course, um, is TechHive executive editor, Jason Cross. Hi, Jason. Hey, how's it going? Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. Yeah, I think I was on the second one of these. So yeah, it's you'll great find to be back. It's, it's changed a lot. And uh, sitting to my virtual left is PC World Associate Editor. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Alex Waro. All right, I got it. Bing! Points Nicely for done. me. I got the title right. Hi, Alex. Thanks for being here. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. This is how Clockwise goes down. Every one of us has brought a technology topic that we believe is worth discussing today. And in the interest of not wasting anyone's time, we're only going to spend five minutes on each topic. And as your supreme overlord and co-host, I've decreed that I shall go first, and then we will proceed Clockwise. Clockwise. So uh, here's something that occurred to me. I was looking, uh, I, was, I was browsing the internets, as one does today, mm-hmm. um, and I came across an article on a site, which let's say the site rhymes with Schmuffington Schmost, um, mm-hmm. about things that we hate about iOS 7. And one of the things, I browsed through this list really quick, and one of the things on that list was you still can't quit all of your apps at once. So this got me thinking. Um, I know people who are like really, really obsessive about like quitting all of their iPhone apps when they're not in use. And <laughs> for a long time, I would try to like be, hey, you don't actually need to do that because in most cases, when the app's in the background, it's not actually doing anything. But there's just, there seemed to be no way to convince them. Uh, and so I kind of gave up just because I would just, they would get annoyed at me and I would get annoyed at them. And I realized, you know what? It's easier just not to have to deal with it. So I was wondering if you guys have run into any of these tech misconceptions that are just so widely or so strongly held that you've kind of given up on trying to correct them. Another good example I ran to, the, this is less of a tech one, but video game, violent video games causing people to do violent things, which is also kind of ridiculous. But So I was curious to know if you guys had any uh, tech misconceptions you've encountered that you have just surrendered. Uh, certainly the multitasking iOS thing you mentioned is something that... Uh, uh, is one? It's definitely one of those, and also I'm guilty of that. Like I, I close my <laughs> apps obsessively, even though, even though I know they don't do anything back there. But it makes you feel better. Oh, I, here's one that that everybody does. They shut down their computers all the time. Oh, and, that's a good one. Instead of just going into sleep mode, when they and you can't convince them that like the amount of energy it takes in sleep mode these these days is so minuscule. It's like less than a watt. And then it just wakes up in a second. It's so much better. And everybody does this with their laptops. They just close the lid. But then when it comes to their desktop computers, they go and they click and they shut down and they wait for it to shut down. And then they wait 10 minutes for it to turn on again. And you just can't convince them. To and and arguably, I think it takes more power to to start it up again. Depending on so, how long you would yeah, have it in sleep, your, it yeah, would take more power to start it up again. Yeah. So, yeah, fascinating. That's, that's a pretty good one. I've got a few. Um there is no free public Wi-Fi. <laughs> Don't right. connect to it. <laughs> yeah. It's no, not. Jason, it's Don't, free. No, there is no free public Wi-Fi called free public Wi-Fi. Don't even bother. Also, it's not called the iTouch. 
It's the iPod <laughs> Touch. Yeah, that's. I, I have point. also given that up. That people were like, "Well, I connected the free public Wi-Fi with my iTouch. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. Sure, yeah. bundle Sounds them good. all together. Good though. luck." And uh, I think the other thing that I, I've basically given up on is the idea that anybody else can, who I am related to or is a friend of mine can set up a Wi-Fi base station on their own. And so I will just say, yes, I will come over and set up your Wi-Fi for you I because had to do you that just can't do it. Just so. last week for my, my best friend from college moved to the area and I had to go and fix his Wi-Fi. I actually bought him a router. That was, <laughs> that's how much I knew this was not going to happen otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you guys. I gotta say, Dan, you kind of surprised me with that one, and um, they've already picked the good ones. Like just like Jason, <laughs> I have friends who still shut their PC down every night without fail, and just like the other Jason, I have friends who think free public Wi-Fi is a great idea. <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's everywhere. Um, Someone should run on that platform. <laughs> but I, you know, I I got a lucky break. I was home this weekend visiting family in Orange County, uh, and I got a lot of really good tech questions, and some not so good, including one uh, about how. Uh, I remember my family wanted to know what apps were. She was like, well, you talk about apps all day, right? Do I need apps? <laughs> like my phone call, like my phone, do I need to make an app for phone calls? Do I need an app for, for power control? Do I need to like, what app do I need to get so I can text message your grandmother? And I was like, it's, it's, it's still a phone. It still, it still mm. works like a phone. And then I also got a question about um, brightness controls. Like a certain member of my family keeps turning the brightness all the way down on their phones and tablets before they shut them off. <laughs> because they think it's going to save power, like so. I right. mean, they'll tap the sleep button, but before they do that, they'll go into settings and crank the brightness all the way down to black. Just it's like singing sure. a lullaby to yeah. your device. Yeah, you, you got to put. I mean, you're putting it to sleep. Rest. Exactly. Yeah, I was thinking that you that's the equivalent the of life. holding the, the pillow set. over the <laughs> face of your phone. <laughs> yes, gently, yeah. gently. This, yeah, this, you're taking me back to my time working in tech support. But, um, of which I have many stories, including, of course, the inevitable, my printer won't print. It'll allow me to turn it on for you. Um, and my favorite ever, which was someone's like, I started up my computer. It just makes this long beep. I'm like, well, that's interesting. I go down. I look at it, realize the keyboard is wedged underneath the keyboard tray. So the escape key is just being held down the entire time. That's a favorite. Oh, yeah. Nice. Don't do that. Good Jason, times. you got a topic for us? Which Jason? Jason Mr. Cross. Cross. Okay. Right, Mr. Cross. I, I forget I have to specify. Usually that's a that's a Dan thing, usually. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. Yes, that's usually the Jason's dance. outnumbered dance today. Uh, that's true. Wow. <laughs> For once. Um, yes, I do have a topic. Uh, I was marveling at the sudden growth of, like, laziness services. So these same-day delivery services, like there's Google Shopping Express, which just went live here in the Bay Area. Um, there's eBay Now which is gets you stuff from partners in the same day. There's Postmates, which is like pay somebody to go get whatever you want in your city all this time. And there's half a dozen smaller, you know, scattered ones trying to pop up across the country in various ways. Grocery stores deliver now yeah, all over the place. Uh, is this the new, like, frontier of the sort of app economy and stuff is this like well you your time is more valuable than whatever the ten dollars it's going to cost you to get this delivered we can just deliver it same day to you yeah that's a good question it's i don't know i think that you just what you just said is exactly the point of this that everything else um everything else uh, resolves itself based on which is what's your time worth to you because a lot of these things i mean some of it, I love the idea of taking the scale of um, 
of Amazon or something like that and saying, we can get it to you in two days as, as a Prime member from anywhere. It's basically any product in the world. If it's in our warehouse, and it probably is, we can get it to you. And that's very convenient. I like, I like that. Um, it starts to break down when it's like, is it really worth your time to have a, a service or something like Amazon ship something to you or deliver something to your house when you could literally like go walk down the street or get in your car and get that thing? Um, it, it would seem to maybe be not worth it, but if you've got the money to spend on it, maybe your time really is more valuable. I have been one of those people. I'm going to use the uh, I'm going to use the pizza analogy here. I've been one of those people who you know you you get home and you're exhausted and nobody wants to make dinner and there's a number you can call and a man in a beat up car comes and brings you a pizza. <laughs> Thank right? you. Is it the same man every time? This is like the beginning of some sort of movie. It's the same man every the time, man. everywhere. He is Pizza Man. He is Legion, and we he love never Pizza stops. Man. Uh, but you know, again, so I I love that that you can do that and um, extending that to more things seems good, but. Uh, but it is it worth it? I think that's I think that's the thing. Is a lot of the stuff failed the last time during the first big dot com bubble because um, in the end people were more reasonable than maybe they give them credit for, and they looked at this and said, I you know why would I why would I spend the money? And it it ends up being way too expensive to pay somebody to go do something like that for you. I mean, it, like Task Rabbit or something like right. that. It's the same sort of well, thing. and it's and it makes sense in dense urban areas where people have public transportation sure. and it's a more of a pain to get to pick up three things or whatever it is, does it scale? Does it scale out to people who live in the suburbs? I don't think it does. I mean, I, I like TaskRabbit, and I've used it occasionally here in San Francisco, but I think we're in a strange sort of bubble. You know, maybe here, New York, maybe Los Angeles. But, mm-hmm. you know, I have family in the suburbs, and there's no reason why they would pay money to have someone go pick something up. It's, 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 it's built into their daily schedule is time to go pick things up, whether it's kids or groceries or laundry. So having one other thing... You know, there's no real good reason to shell out money and support a business that would do it for you. Is it eBay or somebody else that has that new feature where, where oh no, it's Walmart? Mm-hmm. You check mm-hmm. out a Walmart and they'll like give you money to take some other groceries and drop it off at a neighbor's house oh, because that's... a neighbor has used the wall has used the Walmart. Uh, you know, I want this delivered to me, and and they actually enlist customers and they'll like give you money off your off your what you're buying right then if you go to the guy who lives in the next block who has this bag of groceries he wants to be delivered to him. It's like just, really just keeps getting weird. That's really that's no, but, kind of brilliant. That gives me faith in humanity. Like that, that system. <laughs> well, could work. I mean, it gives right. me faith in humanity if they actually show up with my groceries. Exactly. Yeah, Walmart. But if they so. don't, uh, it's very much the opposite. I just want to come out of the Walmart and have like somebody have strapped a canoe to the top of my right. car and said, "Look, Bob, next door to you bought this canoe. Just can you take it to him, please?" Well, uh, is it is it Google who now has the the thing where they'll sign for your packages and you pick them up somewhere? It's like the Amazon boxing. Or something yeah, like yeah, lockers. And stuff yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's like the Amazon, Amazon lockers. lockers. It's, what a weird world we, we, we live. In. We, all right, we don't have most of those anywhere near us. Uh, where I live in the, the wilds of Boston, which is you know barely a real city, um, we don't seem to have most of these services. Though I do say, I mean, I'm, I subscribe to Amazon Prime, and two day delivery is pretty great. Uh, and I imagine at some point that might eventually turn into more of like a one day delivery thing. You know, those those times will get lower and lower until eventually like the guy will show up at your door. Like I was just thinking about ordering this thing. I didn't even do it yet. Here it is. Um, so yeah, I don't know about the, the, like Alex said, living out here, I don't feel like, I don't feel like this is a thing I would mostly pay for. I mean, it is kind of built into like, all right, I got to run an errand. Sometimes it's convenient to like, you know, the idea I just realized I'm like out of garbage bags. Oh man. Well, I got to factor in the time to go and pick up garbage bags, but I think I will still probably do that rather than say, 
hey, can you bring me some garbage bags, Internet? Um, although I, I will make the exception, I think, for food, which, you know, obviously has a, is a, as Jason Snell was saying, a tried and true delivery system. I just want more types of food to be delivered to my house, the, like cakes. You know, there's a startup that'll, that will that is supposed to be if you've got leftovers that people. I've will, heard right. this. I've heard this. I am not just entirely no. comfortable with no, that. No, no. That's, that's a little too far. But I, I just cakes. want more restaurants to offer to bring me things. Well, that's yeah. all. I mean, I'm very happy with my pizza, my Chinese food, and, and, and so on. But, you know, cookies. There uh, are some services bagels. out there. I know in, I know here in San Francisco there, there are some of those that are like, uh, you know, taxi services for they, – they sign up like 10 different restaurants and you, oh, can, yeah. you can do takeout from any of well, those. Sure, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch there's, of those around here yeah. too. Yeah, but there's Grubhub which will do right? anything yeah. but then there's sure. – there's a service. There's a couple services that even if the the restaurant doesn't deliver or anything like that, they'll they'll, they'll just go get it. Go get it. Yeah. Yeah. My wife uses lazier and fatter. My wife uses one of those services. It's Jason Go. Go get the food. Yes, honey. Ah, uh, uh, Jason Go. I'd like to subscribe Jason to Go. Jason yeah, Go. Please. You can't. <laughs> Sorry. Damn it. Sorry. It's there was only, only available one, in Mill Valley. There was only one subscription, and it was taken twenty years ago. Sorry. Yes. That's it. Uh, I think it's my turn to go, and I'm going to talk about. So a couple weeks ago, we talked about Apple, and Apple dropped a whole bunch of products. And then last week, we talked about Microsoft with the new Surface tablets. And this week, that's right, we are going to talk about the Samsung mania that is sweeping the nation because Samsung, everybody's favorite gritty upstart personal electronics company, slash released arms manufacturer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slash dessert. Topping slash floor wax maker uh, released the Galaxy Note 3, which uh, at a time when Apple is getting rid of stitch leather on its applications, I believe there's faux stitch faux stitching on the Galaxy Note 3, which is yep. very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, I think a new Galaxy Tab and the uh, Galaxy Gear Watch, which um, debuted to spectacularly. Negative reviews from everybody that I saw. Anyway, I thought I, I thought it was an interesting collection of products uh, put out by Samsung, and I'm just wondering if you guys have any, anything that that struck you about the Samsung announcements that you thought was particularly interesting. Um, and then I'll 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 let you guys go first, and I'll just sweep up what's left afterward. I will say I'm considering leaving iOS behind because of the Note Three. And because of that, how big size, are your hands? They're they're pretty big. I have. <laughs> oh my god, hands. they're huge! Yeah, so uh, that's kind of why. Um, but other than that, I really have no interest in the smartwatch or even in the tablet. So I don't know. I, I I'm glad they're they're branching out. Uh, I think it's if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, the watch only works with Samsung devices. Right, right, right and right now it's only with a couple Samsung devices, including the Note Three. That's mm-hmm. discouraging. Yeah, but. Yeah, you know. software updates will come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're interested in the Note 3 because you do like that size. That You happen to be one of those people who the idea of something that's phone-enabled but also almost as large as a small tablet is yeah. a, not a bad kind of crossover. Yeah, and, I, and I, I totally uh, admit that we're probably a very small, small percentage of people. I, uh, I'm not even sure why I like it, to be honest. I think just because it looks weird. I think just because mm-hmm. everyone has an iPhone or uh, a Galaxy S4 and not many people have this giant phablet. And also because <laughs> uh, I have a, like a weird fascination with jotting down notes and sort of scribbling in notebooks. So that's a nice tactile sensation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are all totally personal things. I don't really understand why they're making such a push to to build this ecosystem. Like I don't see why anyone would want to buy that watch. I don't would you guys ever get anything like that? No. Yeah, um, I'm dying for the right smartwatch, but this isn't it. 
Like that, this yeah, is, that doesn't that this, does not seem to be the correct. This, this is not. This was smartwatch. a rush job. This was a boy. Everyone's talking about smartwatches. Everyone seems to be making them. We got to be first. Samsung, the Samsung ecosystem. Samsung. Yeah, Samsung and, uh, needs to remember that they they do their best work when Apple comes out with something and then they're like, hey, that's a great idea. Let's do something like that. Or or even <laughs> Google or or somebody other. You know, they yeah, they, they do their best job with that. Yeah, they don't do. They're not really. They don't seem to me to be a product category definer. They often and make very good products in a category mm-hmm. but i feel like they're much more concerned with figuring out how do we make something like this that's really you know cheap and cost efficient and still pretty good or explores but, the edges that aren't supported by the first right. round of products the, right like the, the like smart, the note right yeah 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 so i mean i i did not follow these announcements too closely oh dan come on I, I know i'm a bad person at not reading about samsung um but i don't know i i don't need the larger phone thing i think is getting more and more interesting i I, though a friend of mine has the galaxy s4 i guess and i still look at that every time and think this is enormous (laughs) um but i I don't yeah the the picture in our review of the uh whoever is holding the phone up to their their head and it just looks like i like maybe there's just some perspective stuff going on there but also just looks like i don't need to hold my ipad mini up to my head that's that's Um, flow and that is what it looks like that's not weird that's a little little terrifying it's a little yeah (laughs) um and then the the smartwatch thing you know i i like jason i uh mr cross i am i'm also waiting for a a smartwatch i think that is compelling uh again i don't think this is it i do have a pebble but i've kind of given up on wearing it regularly just because it was still kind of glitchy last time I was using it, and it, it still doesn't quite come up with like its use case for why do I want to wear this thing all the time. But I'm I'm interested. I think that there's there's a product to be made there. I, I agree. That this this is not it. So I mean, Samsung certainly willing to throw a lot of stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Uh, I guess that's kind of their model and and good for them. But yeah, this is this is not sticking for me. Jason Cross, you have anything? Uh, and there's still no reason to own a an Android tablet. Like that's the the sticker here is they they released Galaxy Tab ten point one and and you look at it and you go well um okay like I don't they don't there's not doing yeah. anything to boost the number of actual tablet optimized Google th- apps and it's just not there's no reason to get that over an iPad or even like a Kindle Fire or something where right. they have this great content ecosystem or something there's just if if Samsung really wanted to sell a lot of tablets, they would work to make Android tablets more of a thing and not, quote, Samsung tablets more of a thing. They would really push app developers and start paying app developers to make Android apps and for a tablet, specifically for tablets and stuff, because it's a real issue. Yeah, they, this has come up a couple of times now. It's this idea that Samsung really is taking Android technology off the shelf and then they seem to take some pride in creating this whole Samsung layer and this Samsung ecosystem. It actually starts to remind me a little bit of Sony, yeah. where Sony's got their, well, you know, yes, it's standards and all of that, but then there's the crazy Sony thing that goes on top of it. And you know what? I, it doesn't work. I, I just don't think it works. I, Amazon Amazon can do it because they've got kind of the whole thing, but you either need to be all the way in. I mean, Amazon doesn't even call it Android anymore. It's Fire OS. Right. Or you need to step back and let the operating system vendor 
take the reins, and that's Google. And instead, with with Samsung, you know, they want to add value, they want to differentiate themselves. But what they end up with is this kind of like smattering of weirdness. And if you like Android, you look at some of the stuff they do, and you're like, get out of my way. Where's exactly. where's the real Android stuff? And it's not there. And it doesn't, it, you know, the watch isn't compatible with anything other than Samsung right. devices. And it's just this weird in between where they want to be unique, but they don't want to take the ball away from Google and just go off and make their own thing because that maybe is the, too much or maybe they're not capable of that. The right? model Microsoft did with uh, Windows Phone I think works better where they kind of tightened it down a little bit and said, look, you can't go change everything. You can include your own apps. You know, you can have your own special Nokia camera app, you know, if you want to add value and differentiate yourself. But it doesn't replace what's part of the OS. You can't reskin everything in the world and people can remove it like any other app and you know. So I, I think that the the rules are too loose for the Android stuff and you end up with, like you said, nothing looks and works the same. You end up with a a million features and you're like, these two features are good and how do I get rid of the other ten? Right. You know, and it's yeah, it's not great. Right. All right. Alex, it's your turn to go. Well, talking about uh, custom OSs and folks uh, running wild with them, I've had steam machines on the brain all weekend. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so was your carpet dirty? Uh, yeah. No, actually. You need to clean the y- We just the rug had it doctor? cleaned. Oh, by okay. the time steam machines come out next year, our kitten will have grown up enough that we'll probably need another cleaning. So you mean machines that are running uh, Steam's, uh, Valve's new Steam OS, uh, like a Steam console kind yeah, of Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, I know you guys talked about it last week, but now we know more information. The new controller right. came to light. Uh, we have some information from vendors who are starting to put out uh, promises of building Steam machines. Uh, and more importantly, you know, I don't want to talk about whether we think it's a good idea or not. I want to know whether you guys would buy one of these Steam machines. Uh, as a pretty diehard PC gamer, I am having trouble convincing myself that this is something I want. But I have a very tiny apartment and a very powerful PC that's about 10 feet from my TV. So there's no real use case for me. For those of you with like kind of bigger apartments or maybe more casual gaming habits, would you ever invest in one of these PCs? Uh, you know, I, I was saying last week that I'm actually really interested in this, and that's because I, I was a PC gamer for a while. I actually, you know, used to build my own PCs to to run games on because mm-hmm. I'm primarily a Mac user in my day-to-day environment. But no. obviously, you know, PCs are much, PCs are great gaming machines, when you, when you especially when you build them yourself. So, uh, but I've kind of gotten away from that in the past few years, and I, I have an Xbox 360, which I like. But as we're sort of hitting this new generation of consoles with the Xbox One and the PS4 coming out, I'm starting to think like, well, you know, there's a lot of great stuff on Steam, depending on where this ends up as like a price point and whether it's something that you can, they've, I think they've suggested you will be able to build one yourself in theory. Um, it's it's interesting to me. It's potentially pretty cool because there's, there's a lot of great stuff on Steam that doesn't make it to the consoles and that doesn't make it to the Mac. Um, and for me, you know, investing a few hundred bucks in something that has access to a lot of more low cost games, in addition to some of the really high uh, profile stuff that comes out could be pretty compelling. Um, and you know, I've been trying to play a few more games on steam on my Mac lately, but um, neither of my Macs are really great gaming machines. They don't really have, you know, I've got a MacBook air. It's not like a graphics powerhouse or anything. So investing in something that's a little bit smaller and, you know, more compact and works uh, with my TV and doesn't require as much, hopefully, in the line of like, oh, God, installing drivers and all that junk um, could be could be pretty cool. So I'm, I'm interested. I'm keeping an eye on it. Right on. I don't know what problem Valve is solving. That's my mm. that's my biggest issue. I'm incredibly curious to actually see what SteamOS is and does, besides the fact that we know it's based on Linux and runs Steam. And streams from your, you know, Windows PC, you know, Steam games using Miracast or something. Right. You know, uh, 
that's not like it's not not something no one's done before. Their controller is weird, and I, that makes me really interested in it. But I don't know if it'll be a great experience. Mm-hmm. But none of that is the reason that I don't do it now. Like I could I could build a Windows gaming machine and hook it up to my TV now, or buy one. People make little quiet things that serve perfectly well as game machines and stuff. Right. And I could do it, and I don't do it because it's not. Linux or whatever. So what they really need to do is they need to show me that the box is something I really want in my living room. Yeah. It's got to be really, really quiet. It's got to be something that goes to sleep and wakes up quickly and, you know, does all the things that these next generation consoles will do, like update my games automatically by from sleep mode in the middle of the night and then they're just there when I wake up in the morning. Sure. All that other stuff. And, and they haven't said that they're like they haven't shown well, that they're doing any of this stuff per se. I, I think they kind of have. I mean, we won't know what the actual boxes will look like, uh, right. until, or what they'll cost. Right. If everyone's complaining about a five hundred dollar Xbox One, I I have to think, are they going to be under five hundred dollars? Like, yeah, I maybe so, not. So that's actually a really good point. In that, um, what Dan is talking about. Uh, you know, Dan, if you're going to buy a low-cost Steam machine, you're probably not going to be able to play a ton of games because it's not going to have the horsepower to be able to play Assassin's Creed 4 or what have you. Now, if you had a large, sure. beefy Windows machine in your office, you could stream to your TV, and I think that's what Valve is trying to solve, is that admittedly very niche problem of having a big, powerful PC that is, of course, in your home office or something and not in your living room. Well, and, and then if you have different levels of Steam boxes, there might be something that's more co- co- conducive to being plugged into your TV for playing certain casual games, for example. Absolutely. Um, as well as hard, you know, bigger things that let you either stream things or are, you know, much more beefier computers. And, that, and that's that's interesting, too, right? Because we don't see that from the console makers. It's kind of a one-size-fits-all approach. Right. I, what I would say, I have a PS3 and Xbox and a Wii at home, so the complete set of the last generation consoles, and I've got a MacBook Air, and I, I played Gone Home on my MacBook Air this weekend, and I'm playing Brothers on the Xbox 360 or nice yeah, Xbox 360 right oh, now. Brothers, yeah. And uh, so I look at this and I, I immediately thought about the Ouya, um, which is this $99 mm-hmm. open source game box. And I thought, okay, well, if they could do that, if they could do a $99 box or something like that, mm-hmm. then I think it's interesting because it's a sort of an unconsole or it's an indie console. You know, a lot of the stuff that's on Steam, or at least some of the stuff that's on Steam, is on PlayStation or Xbox and all of that. But I think if you could get something that was relatively low cost, almost like an Apple TV of game, you know, the Apple TV plays videos and plays music, but it also will do all of this AirPlay stuff now. And if it was that little combo of like, well, you know, basically you plug this thing in and it'll play some games itself, or you can pipe it in from the super fast PC, but use right. a but use a, a controller instead of a keyboard. Right. Maybe I see some potential use cases here, but I think it comes back to the price. If it's if it's cheap, if it's ninety nine or one ninety nine, if we see stuff like that, then I think there may be an audience who doesn't want to invest in that Xbox One. Right. Um, but if it's three hundred bucks or four hundred bucks, it's just a tougher sell. Fair enough. Very interesting topic. Now uh, that's four topics, so we should be done. But we like to stick on a ridiculous topic at the end. And here is this topic. I'm so excited talking about Steam machines that I wanted to ask each of you. Um, your prowess with an iron. Do you iron your own clothes? Do you own an iron? And uh, how good are you at ironing? Uh, I, I myself am an extreme ironer. You know, uh, I'm actually, I don't know if you've heard of extreme ironing, which is a, a, a thing people do. It's a real sport. They'll go out to the middle of the ocean or they'll go to a high peak and then they'll just bust out an ironing board and start 
Ironing shirts. It's amazing. I have actually heard of that. I've seen that on, uh, yeah. Yeah. Seen that on TV. Uh, I'm working my way up. You know, I recently learned how to iron uh, relatively recently. It's in the the mixed laundry arts category, really. It was pretty much when I started wearing collared shirts to work and I needed to not have them be rumpled. And uh, so I just instinctively, I saw the ironing board and I, I, I had a shirt that was wrinkled. So I just unbuttoned the shirt, stuck the board underneath the shirt, and then stood there in my kitchen ironing my shirt, not aware that that is not... Standard <laughs> iron procedure, yeah. Okay. That's not how you have you much do to it. learn. Uh, and I was very close to burning myself, but that inspired me to start uh, practicing for the extreme ironing championships. Excellent, Dan. How's your ironing prowess? Uh, what ironing prowess? Uh, I don't work in an office, so I don't wear colored shirts most of the time. Also, I do think wrinkle-free shirts that don't require ironing. Do you are, own an iron? Genius. <sighs> I do not own an oh, iron. Oh, well, the, the only time I ever out. need to iron stuff is when I'm traveling, and the hotels all have them, oh. and I still won't do it. But I will say that my my best friend's dad uh, does iron his shirt while wearing it, which is hilarious. And he only got burned badly once, apparently, when he <laughs> forgot and used the uh, steam function. Oh, the <laughs> apparently, steam. other than that, he's fine. Wow. Steam. Thanks, Valve. Jason Cross. Wow. Ironing his shirt on you, I just it seems like a bad idea. It seems they're going to have seems. to add that to the warning on the label on the yeah. cord. Uh, no, I'm or a very the shirt. Do not iron while wearing. <laughs> yeah, it saves so much time, though. Um, it, it really doesn't. Who um, dares wins? <laughs> the I'm a very skilled ironer. Ironer, yes, iron ironsmith. Uh, I don't iron much now. I own an iron, but I don't own an ironing board. Um, that's just for those emergency. Put a towel down and mm-hmm. iron. But but it was one of my chores growing up. Like as a teenager, uh, mom would do laundry, put all the stuff that needs to be ironed in a basket. I had to iron all the stuff. Um, so uh, I got really good at it. And, you know, my dad was a lawyer, so his, like he had all collared shirts and stuff like that and slacks. And so uh, I I did lots of ironing. I'm, I'm quite the iron, iron wow. monkey. Well, I own an iron, um, but I am such a terrible ironer that my wife has revoked my iron privileges. She would rather iron than watch me iron incompetently. Wow. Uh, which is that says something about my level of incompetence. Um, but I don't let me near an ironing board because that would be bad. And that's it. I, I think we've done all the damage we can do for this day, and we have been watching the clock very carefully, so we've run out of time. Jason Cross, thank you for being back on Clockwise. Thanks for having me. And Alex Waro, thank you for being here. Yeah, Welcome. it was a pleasure. Thanks. Come back soon. And until next time, from all of us here at the Clockwise Podcast, Tech High PC World, and Mac World, we remind you to watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. See you next time. Bye.